1: Good Monday morning, a new military push from Israel overnight. And the U.S. feeling the impact of the conflict. It's November 6th. This is Today. Breaking overnight, Israeli forces carrying out new strikes now fully surrounding Gaza City. And anger and attacks against the U.S. growing this morning. Secretary of State Blinken making surprise stops across the Middle East with a clear message.
2: We will take every necessary step to protect our
3: people.
1: A live report from the front lines straight ahead. Taking the stand, Donald Trump set to testify at his civil fraud trial in New York this morning, a case that threatens to crumble his real estate empire. The latest on that. And the just-released poll one year out from the presidential election, setting off major alarm bells for Democrats, Trump with the size of a sizable lead in battleground states, and peeling off key Biden votes. Inside the numbers next. Hollywood cliffhanger, the actors' union now weighing what the studios call the best and final offer, is the end in sight. Paying tribute, Matthew Perry's co-stars from Friends attending his funeral service over the weekend inside the intimate and emotional farewell to the beloved actor. All that, plus Bengals roar. Cincinnati defeats Buffalo on Sunday Night Football And Damar Hamlin returns to the field where he collapsed just 10 months ago. Our exclusive interview just ahead. And she made it. First mile down. Chanel completes the grueling New York City Marathon. We will celebrate her and her inspiring sprint to the finish today, Monday, November 6th, 2023.
4: From NBC News, This is Today with Savannah Guthrie and Hoda Cutby, live from Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza.
1: Hi, everybody. Good morning. Welcome to Today on a Monday morning. Forgive us if we're smiling ear to ear. (laughs) We can't help it. Because a woman who had not even jogged a few months ago (laughs) decided to do something hard, run the New York City Marathon. She said she would do it. And she She did did it. And we got to bear
5: witness. It was one of the most beautiful sights we saw. We got to see her with her kids and husband and everybody.
1: We cannot wait to celebrate Chanel coming up in just a couple of minutes. And we will do that. Uh But meantime, later in Manhattan today, former President Trump is expected to testify in his own $250 million civil fraud trial. This testimony coming about a year out from the election And a new poll showing he is leading in some very key, possibly decisive swing states. We will have the latest numbers coming up in a bit. But we do start once again in the Middle
5: East, where Secretary of State Antony Blinken visited the region for the fourth time since the latest conflict conflict broke out between Hamas and Israel. And this
1: comes as Israel says its troops have reached Gaza's coastline, splitting the territory in two. There are new calls for a ceasefire. We've got it all covered. We'll start with NBC's chief foreign correspondent, Richard Engel, who joins us from the region. Richard, good morning.
6: Good morning, Savannah. The Israeli military said it carried out a strong attack overnight against Gaza City. But a U.S. diplomat and our team in the city say that there are hundreds of thousands of civilians still inside Gaza City. Israel this morning is on a search-and-destroy mission in Gaza. With tanks and troops having encircled Gaza City, one of the most densely populated places on Earth, and riddled with Hamas tunnels. The Israeli military claims to have left a corridor open for civilians to escape Gaza City for the south.
7: We want to fight against Hamas. We don't want to fight the civilian population.
6: But this morning, our team inside Gaza City tells us hundreds of thousands of people remain in gaza city our team stay palestinians are staying despite the extreme dangers for three reasons gazans don't trust israeli promises of a safe passage they believe southern gaza isn't safe either with deadly airstrikes continuing all across the gaza strip this weekend and there's a principle palestinians believe israel's real goal is to drive them out of the gaza strip for good pushing them into the egyptian desert and erasing part of their homeland. Multiple witnesses tell us there are no Hamas checkpoints keeping Gazans in place. Anger in the region is growing against the United States, Israel's main backer. In Turkey, protesters tried to storm a NATO base housing U.S. troops on Sunday. Secretary Blinken in Turkey this morning, continuing the most intense American shuttle diplomacy in the Middle East in decades. A second U.S. aircraft carrier strike group has arrived in the eastern Mediterranean. A warning to Iran not to escalate further. Israel is in no mood to compromise. Israelis are comparing the October 7th massacre when Hamas gunmen massacred 1,400 Israelis and took at least 240 hostages as their 9-11. Veteran journalist Gideon Levy says the voices of Israelis worried where all this is going are being drowned out. After 9-11, the United States made many angry mistakes. Is Israel doing the same thing?
4: For sure, anger motivates Israel now more than anything else. Anger, humiliation, and this desire to take revenge. Where, Where do the... Okay, we'll smash Hamas, which I doubt it, but let's say we crash Hamas. And then what? Who will replace Hamas?
6: Moderate voices in Gaza are also increasingly rare and people there don't have the option of criticizing Hamas, especially these days. Savannah. All right, Richard Engel,
1: thank you very much.
5: Here at home, the weekend was marked by more protests on both sides of the war. Demonstrations were held in many cities across the country, including college campuses where authorities are tracking new threats and violence. NBC's Stephanie Gosk is here with more. Hey, Steph, good morning.
8: Hi, Hoda, good morning. Israel is nearly a month into its war with Hamas, and the Israeli government expects the battle to continue for many more weeks, despite growing global calls for a ceasefire. And this weekend, from coast to coast, people made their voices heard. Nearly a month into the war between Israel and Hamas, passions rising here at home, with demonstrations in multiple U.S. cities.
9: Bring them home, Bring them home.
8: During Sunday's New York City marathon, pro-Israeli and pro-Palestinian supporters holding dueling protests.
10: Look, 12-year-old kid, 5-year-old kid, all of these people, none of them should be held hostage.
8: In Washington Saturday, a rally in support of Palestinians brought tens of thousands to the nation's capital.
11: Long live Palestinians!
8: crowds marched to the White House gates. According to police, the demonstration was largely peaceful. But after dark, some protesters shook the White House fences and began climbing them, leaving red handprints symbolizing blood smeared on the brick and vandalizing nearby statues. In a statement, the U.S. Secret Service said the attempted gate trespass was handled without incident, adding there were no arrests. In California this morning, police say they are investigating a possible hate crime after an Arab Muslim Stanford student was hit by a car on campus and sent to the hospital. Abdul Wahab Omira says he was walking to class Friday afternoon when a driver hit him and yelled, F you and your people, as he sped off. The student saying in a statement that Stanford downplayed the severity. The university called the incident profoundly disturbing. It comes as concerns grow about a sharp rise in anti-Semitism across the country and on college campuses. This weekend, former President Barack Obama weighing in on the complexities of the war.
3: What Hamas did was horrific, and there's no justification for it. And what is also true is that the the occupation and what's happening to Palestinians is, is unbearable. You have to take in the whole truth. And you then have to admit nobody's hands are clean.
8: Uh, Back to Stanford in a message to the campus community after the incident, the university said Stanford is continuing to work to provide a safe and secure campus environment in the context of the heightened tensions related to the events in Israel and Gaza. This includes additional security that has been deployed at key locations on campus. Guys, back to you. All right, Stephanie Goss. Steph, thank you.
1: It is a key day in the two hundred fifty million dollar civil fraud trial here in New York against Donald Trump, his eldest sons and their company. After the sons testified last week, the former president is expected to take the stand himself today. The defendants are accused of inflating assets on financial statements by millions of dollars in order to get better loan terms. In the meantime, with just a year until the 2024 presidential election, a new poll shows Trump leading President Biden in several key swing states. We've got complete coverage. We'll start with Laura Jarrett, NBC's senior legal correspondent on the trial this morning. Hi, Laura. Good morning. Hey, Laura. Hey, good good morning.
5: morning. You're going to be in the courtroom today. What are you expecting to see from Donald Trump today? The thing
7: I am watching for most carefully is to see if there's anything that he refuses to answer, because when he was deposed in this case, he took the fifth hundreds of times, That I'm not going to answer that. Now, he has said in the past, people who take the fifth, what do they have anything to hide, they must be guilty. But does he really want to get on that stand in front of a packed courtroom and take the fifth? I'm not so sure. If he doesn't, though, he potentially opens himself up to criminal liability. Because remember, guys, there are prosecutors from the Manhattan District Attorney's Office who have been in that courtroom listening very careful to the testimony. Well, we sort of saw the outlines of the
1: defense here when we saw the sons testify, mm-hmm. saying, look, I mean, we relied on the accountants, mm-hmm. you know, these financial statements. By the way, it's the bank's job to do the due diligence, and everybody knows that. Do you
7: that to be the the line that the former president takes? And is it effective? I think that is his most powerful defense because he was in the White House. So he gets to actually have plausible deniability to say, look, I transferred everything into the trust. It does, however, mean laying the burden at his the son's feet if he does that, because Eric Trump was running the day-to-day operations, Don Jr. was managing the trust. So if he says, I didn't have anything to do with it, it means the sons would be the ones on the hook. Let's just take a step back, because as we all know, the former president loves an audience. He loves mm-hmm.
1: the stage. He can be quite persuasive in a debate setting or at a rally. This is an audience of one. Mm-hmm. It's a judge, a judge he's already crossed swords with over the former president's disparaging remarks about the judge's mm-hmm. law clerk. Yeah. And there are the rules of evidence. You can't just
7: go on and on and on. You can kind of get shut down on the witness stand. And that's where it could be very combative. If the judge says, answer the question, the judge could also ask him his own questions if he has things. And the mm-hmm. judge is determining the penalty. And I think of all the cases we've talked about that this former president faces, this is the one that hits home. This is his namesake company. He stands to lose control of it. And if he actually has to pay $250 million, he could very well have to sell off assets mm-hmm. to have to pay a judgment like that. So mm-hmm. the, st- the stakes are very high for him. Mm-hmm. No jury here. It's a judge <laughs> Judge decides everything.
1: Judge mm-hmm. decides
7: everything. Laura,
1: thank you. Thank you, Laura. As mentioned, the presidential race less than a year to go now. And a New York Times-Siena College poll shows Trump leading in five of the six most important battleground states that could be decisive. The margins are between four and ten percent. President Biden on top only in Wisconsin and by a margin of two points. So let's break it down with NBC senior Washington correspondent Hallie Jackson. Hallie, good morning. This poll is setting off alarm bells. Let's Mm -hmm. go inside the numbers. Where is President Biden losing key voters?
12: Biggest issue, Savannah, is something that we always talk about when it comes to any kind of presidential election, and that is the economy. How is the economy doing? This is the top issue for nearly 6 in 10 voters, and a lot of them, 81 percent, say that the economic situation right now is fair or poor. That's even though you look at unemployment, relatively low. The pace of inflation, that has slowed down. Now, interest rates are still higher, so people are clearly feeling that. And more than half of the people in this poll say they trust Donald Trump to do a better job on the economy. Slightly more than half say President Biden's policy have actually hurt them personally. And then there's this other issue, Savannah, that we've talked about a lot, and that is age. 71% of people mention President Biden's age as a concern. But if you look at the numbers, only about 39% of people say that about Mr. Trump, who, of course, is only a few years younger than President Biden. This continues to be an issue for the Biden camp.
1: Well, are Democrats concerned? Uh, they're well aware of these issues. By the way, I, I think you mentioned some of the demographic areas that Democrats have traditionally been strong in. We're starting to see those numbers peel off as well on behalf of Donald Trump. So what are what are Democrats do between now and Election Day? So let's lay it out. Right. Are Democrats concerned? Absolutely some of them
12: are, right? You're seeing David Axelrod Savada, who I know you are familiar with, a longtime Obama advisor who is suggesting this is a legitimate concern and that President Biden needs to decide whether it's in his best interest or the country's to continue running. Of course, the Biden camp says, He is absolutely running here. I spoke with one uh, member from one of these battleground states, a Democratic member in Congress, who said, yes, they are really concerned about what these numbers show. Same thing we heard from Senator Richard Blumenthal, for example, saying the party has a lot of work to do. Now, the Biden campaign is basically saying, listen, it is so incredibly early. I heard this, of course, from a senior campaign official saying this is a year out. Polls cannot be predictive in so many ways at this point, pointing to, for example, former President Obama, polls showing him not doing well before he ultimately won the elections that he did saying, hey, Democrats did better in the 2022 midterms than people gave them credit for. So a ton of pushback from people who are supportive of President Biden who are in that orbit here. But you mentioned some of these demographic shifts. This is what the Trump campaign is pointing to here. Voters under 30 who traditionally lean more Democratic. President Biden is only leading them by a slim, slim margin in this latest poll. Same thing with, for example, black voters, Savannah. And that is something that the Trump team is pointing to.
1: All right. Well, there's a lot to unpack in that poll. We'll continue to watch it.
5: Hallie, thank you very much. All right. We got 14 minutes past the hour. Time to welcome Craig to the table. Hey, Craig. Hey, Hola,
9: Savannah. Good morning. Good morning to you as well. After 115 days of the Hollywood actors strike, there apparently are some key developments tied to that walkout. Studios offering what is being characterized as their, quote, last, best and final offer. NBC's Chloe Malas has been following this very closely. Chloe, I know you spent the weekend talking to a lot of folks tied to these negotiations. Where do things stand?
13: Really, we are seeing members of the SAG AFTRA negotiating committee very split right now. We know that SAG AFTRA, the union members, they met for over five and a half hours yesterday, and they are going to meet again today. They are looking at this best and final deal from the AMPTP that also represents Comcast, NBC Universal's parent company. And among the sticking points, are protections around artificial intelligence. They just feel as though this deal doesn't provide enough protections for actors, especially background actors. And then the streaming residual model um, in this era where we have all these different streaming platforms. Remember, Fran Drescher, the president of sag After she told The Today Show that they had asked the studios for 57 cents per subscriber. And Ted Sarandos, the CEO of Netflix, he came out and he said, absolutely not. And we are seeing that all they are offering right now, according to sources telling NBC News, is that they are going to double the residuals for the highest rated show so that means that your tentpole shows that everybody's watching, those actors will get double the residuals. But what about everybody else? And so we've reached out to the AMPTP for comment and to SAG, and we haven't heard anything official back.
9: It doesn't sound like the negotiations are going very well still at this point.
13: I mean, look, this comes just one week after over 5,000 actors, including Demi Moore and Brian Cranston, mm-hmm. yep. signed this open letter telling SAG-AFTRA and Fran Drescher, the president, to stand Tough That they would rather have no deal than take a bad deal that they would rather strike. But then you had George Clooney and other actors doing that Zoom with Fran Drescher saying, hey, we'll give you some of our profits to strike a deal and get everybody back to work. And remember, Fran Drescher, she came out and she said, thanks. But no thanks, that's very kind, but those are not the issues that we're going over. So clearly, a Hollywood divided, and a lot of people really hoping that a deal can be made this week because mm-hmm. the holidays are coming, and people need to get back to work.
9: And not just yeah. the actors, too, yeah. by the way. Yeah. All right. Yes,
1: all the different yeah. industries that are affected by this. Thank
9: you, Chloe. Thank, Chloe. Thank
1: you. Thank you. It's 17 after the hour. Let's get our first check of the weather, Mr. Ray! Good
3: morning, everybody. And one thing we can't agree on is some nice weather, some nice warm weather. Good morning to you. Happy Monday. Rapid City, you're at 60 degrees today. That's 10. Degrees above average. Records likely possible in Abilene, Texas, 16 degrees above average. Chicago, hello, Chicago, almost 20 degrees warmer at 70 degrees. And tomorrow, those warm temperatures move east. New York City is going to be in the mid to upper 60s. Wilmington, 78 degrees. Atlanta, near 80 degrees. More records possible. Dallas, 84. That's 15 degrees above average. But then we come back down to normal by the end of the week. For Chicago, you're 50 on Friday. Same in Detroit, 55. Cincinnati. Raleigh, you're going to be at 71. New York, city into the mid 50s and you can see it's going to stay colder than average from november 11th to the 15th but much warmer than average from the plains all the way down into the gulf and southwest as well and that's your latest weather guys
5: all right now thank you all right still ahead an emotional goodbye to matthew perry we'll have new details on the intimate funeral service attended by his friends co-stars plus what matthew perry's
1: family is now doing to honor his legacy plus our exclusive and inspiring conversation with the bills demar hamlin as he returned last night to the field where he collapsed just 10 months ago, the emotions he was feeling, the touching new ways he's honoring the men and women who saved his life in an exclusive interview. But first, this is Today on NBC.
4: Did you hear that? That's what an estimated 500 horsepower sounds like. How about that? That's a premium banging Olufsen sound system with 18 speakers and a Biosonic sound experience. Acura. Wind and that, that's our legacy. You ready to be a part of it? Let's go give it to you. Unlock the energy of the all electric CDX Type S. Give up. Order now at Acura.com.
0: When you're hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed.
6: I've got some, some big news, and the news is that, (laughs) I think I'm all better. Really? I'm feeling pretty good,
5: pretty, 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 pretty good. (laughs) All right, 7.30. You know what? It looks like Larry David has some other big news to feel pretty, pretty, pretty good about. Curb your enthusiasm. Is on the way. Carson will have details on season 12 ahead of on Pop Starts. Such Star. a fantastic show. It's a great show. show.
1: Love
9: that. Uh, lots to get to in this half hour. We are going to start with some new tributes to Matthew Perry.
1: Yeah, a funeral was held over the weekend with his family and friends, co-stars in attendance. And this morning, we're learning more about how his legacy will be honored. NBC's Liz Kreutz is in Los Angeles with more. Liz, good morning.
11: Hey guys, good morning to all of you. Yeah, well, the exact cause of Matthew Perry's death is still being investigated. Those who knew him best are getting the chance to pay tribute to the beloved actor gathering for a private funeral for one of their very best friends. Uh, I may just sit here and have my cake all day. Just sit here in the hallway and eat my... As fans celebrate the moments that made us laugh... Over the weekend, an intimate and emotional farewell for Matthew Perry. Loved ones attended a private funeral Friday for the actor in Los Angeles, including all five of Perry's friends' co-stars, according to People magazine. The service took place at Forest Lawn Memorial Park, located less than a mile from Warner Brothers Studios, where Perry filmed the iconic sitcom and played the charmingly cheeky Chandler Bang. Please, could she be more out of my league? Ross, back me up here. Hey, can never get a woman like that in a million years? Thank you, buddy. <laughs> the show's ten seasons are still in syndication and were reportedly bringing in significant residuals for Perry every year. Those payments will continue even after his death and will go to Perry's estate. Now, as fans pay tribute to his life and legacy, the actor's advocacy is in the spotlight.
2: If somebody comes up to me and says, I can't stop drinking, can you help me? I can say yes and follow up and do it. When I die, I don't want friends to be the first thing that's mentioned. I want that to be the first thing that's mentioned.
11: Perry's family hoping to make good on that wish by establishing the Matthew Perry Foundation to help others struggling with the disease of addiction. Adding the effort will be guided by Perry's own words and experiences and driven by his passion for making a difference in as many lives as possible. And as far as the ongoing investigation into a cause of death, the L.A. County medical examiner is waiting to release the autopsy until the toxicology results are completed. Then the full report will be finalized and released. Guys. All right, Liz, thank you
5: very much. All right. Still ahead, we have something remarkable to celebrate. Okay, a couple of months ago, Chanel Jones hadn't run a mile. (laughs) Well, she just completed the New York City Marathon yesterday. She's going to join us, and we're going to find out how those legs are feeling this morning.
9: <laughs> yes, we are. First, though, uh, Vicky is here with something that all shoppers need to consider, especially during the upcoming holiday season when you're checking out or loading up on that online cart, huh?
14: Hey, Craig Savannah, Hoda, calling all shoppers, yes, the rise of the return fee. What you need to, uh, to know to avoid paying extra when you're just trying to take something back. That's next right here on Today.
2: What seems to be the problem?
6: Well, I want to return this jacket, and she asked me why, and I said for spite, and now she won't take it back. Uh, that's true. We can't return an item based purely on spite. <laughs> well, so fine, then. I don't want it. That's why I'm returning it. Well, you already said spite, so... <laughs>
1: I mean, I love it. (laughs) Classic Seinfeld clip, an example of how not to return something.
9: And, of course, returns are top of mind with the holiday shopping season upon us now. And this year, more and more retailers are implementing a fee when you return. Okay. So are the
5: days of those free returns uh, numbered? NBC's Vicki Wentz here to take a closer look.
14: So how come? Why are they uh, limiting returns? What's going on? In a word, Hoda, it's mm-hmm. costs. Yep. Last year, returns cost retailers more than $800 billion, according to the National Retail Federation. Oh. Now they're trying to claw back some of that yeah. money by making sure they add a little bit of friction to the process for you. Um, one retail expert tells us apparel is really where you're going to see a lot of returns. Foreign. 10 clothing items go back. That costs five to nine dollars to ship, two to three dollars to process. Don't get me started on the people who scam the system. They order an expensive item, then they try to return something that's less expensive all of this adds to Wait, How do you do that? Wait, what are you talking about? It's like you order a pair of nice black pants, and then you you put in a a cheap pair of black pants and return it. Doesn't happen a lot, but it is certainly fraud that adds to the cost for all of us. The other thing is people do this, we're all probably guilty of it, bracketing. There's even a term for it. You order multiple of the same item in different colors, knowing you're only going to keep one sweater, you're going to return two. Oh, my wife is a bracketer. I I feel like they encouraged that. You just kind of outed Lindsay. But that's against the law, they did. They really did and that was when we were kind of tentative about yeah. do we really want to online order? Or they wanted yeah. to make it so simple. Yeah, those days are limited now. Uh, yeah. Okay, yeah. So, how might we see this manifest itself? Yeah. Like, what well, are they
1: going to charge? Yeah,
14: apparel companies really started leading the way, right? HM, Zara, the fast fashion, they were quick to introduce these fees because apparel sees such a high rate of return. Right. But now you're seeing it. J. Crew, uh, Abercrombie, as well, Nordstrom Rack has been doing it for a while up call to nine dollars. Stocking fees, Restocking fees, or restocking something? fees absolutely. Yeah. Amazon is doing something interesting. It's a one dollar return fee. They say it is because they want to add friction. They want people to just think twice about overbuying, ordering and uh-huh. returning things. But that they'll always offer you a free return option, whether it's Kohl's or Whole Foods or an Amazon locker. But if you decide to go to UPS for some returns, it mm-hmm. will cost you that extra dollar. They're also trying to reduce their carbon footprint ultimately, right? Because all this shipping back and forth... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Le- that leads to a lot of emissions. Mm-hmm.
9: So what, what can we do to keep our return costs down?
14: Okay, first, Besides not returning. Don't overbuy. Use Hoda's technique where you put the item in the cart and you kind of just sleep on it Wait, for 24 hours. Yeah. Do you really want that item? Then consider buying the, at retail outlets that have a brick and mortar. Because usually when you return mm-hmm. in person, it's free. Something else, Andrea Warrock, she's a money saving expert. She said, join the loyalty programs. Call and ask customer service. Hey, could you waive this fee one time? You can also ask about packing everything in one box from mm-hmm. multiple orders. Oh. Just be careful you want to have packing uh, order slips and make sure that it's okay with a retailer sometimes they don't like that because it messes up their organization system mm-hmm. and then you know what if it doesn't work out for you you can always re-gift or donate that item always read the fine print don't re-gift. assume that because the returns were free mm-hmm. last year that they will be this year
9: cool. okay order, do you put that stuff in the, in the checkout to wait for the coupon
5: no, I just wait to see if I really want it. Yeah, oh. I go back a day or two later and go, did I really want that? Well, oh, that's smart.
1: I like that. You take yeah. a walk away from it. Yeah, Am I obsessed with this thing or can I let it, right? it go? Yeah, right. smart. Forget about yeah. it. Okay. Okay. Thank, thank you, babe. Thank you, Welcome. Vicky. Mr. Roker.
9: Did you just out your wife? I, you know what? I, I was going to let it go, but clearly you're, you're going to call attention to it, so thank you. Well, I But yes, I did. She's a bracketer. <laughs> but I still love her more than anything else. Mm-hmm.
1: She's a bracketress. Yes. Yes.
9: Can we get a forecast, please? (laughs) Could you get a shovel?
3: <laughs> wow. Okay, uh, let's look at the week ahead. More rain and snow coming into the Pacific Northwest, where we're going to be looking at November record highs today from the Southwest all the way into the Plain States. Windy and wet around the Great Lakes. Sunshine along the East Coast. We get into the midweek period. Going to be much cooler, but sunny in the Northeast. New England, record warmth though down through the Southeast, the Gulf Coast. Snow showers around the Rocky. Sunshine returns to the West. And toward the end of the week, rain developing down through the Gulf. A few showers into the mid at Atlantic. Atlantic states, and more rain and snow coming for our friends uh, to Northern California and the Pacific Northwest as well. And that is your latest weather, guys.
1: All right, Al. Thank you. We're going to get to Hoda's Morning Boost just ahead, plus a remarkable comeback complete for DeMar Hamlin last night. And Jesse Kirsch caught up exclusively with him. Hi, Jesse.
2: Hey, Savannah. Good morning. DeMar Hamlin, 10 months ago, with the nation watching, collapsed in this stadium. But last night, he returned. What the weekend meant to the Bills' safety, coming up.
9: Oh, look out at FL. The Bengals starting to get hot again. That's four straight wins for Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals after that 24-18 win over Buffalo on Sunday Night Football.
5: Yes, we welcome in. Carson, that game was very significant. It also marked a new chapter in DeMar Hamlin's recovery. Yeah,
3: that's right. Of course, you recall 10 months ago, the Bills' safety suffered cardiac arrest while making a tackle During a game in Cincinnati and last night he returned to that very same stadium for the first
1: time What a moment NBC's Jesse Kirsch was right there Spoke to DeMar exclusively over the weekend Jesse good morning
2: Hey guys good morning what a remarkable scene right We've seen DeMar Hamlin return to football We've seen him back in Cincinnati as well for a CPR event But he had not been back to this field since his collapse That changed last night even though DeMar Hamlin did not play a single snap, his presence last night was felt by fans in the stadium and by millions more at home. Overnight, the Buffalo Bills' safety was back in Cincinnati with his team, making a remarkable and emotional return. Is it fair to say there's a sense of
10: closure about this weekend? Yeah, I think that's fair to say, but I also think that you know it's something that'll Be in there forever, as long as I continue to play and even after I play.
2: Before Sunday's game, Hamlin telling me how the Bills prepared to play in Cincinnati again. Their last visit, leaving some of his distraught
10: teammates in tears. We made the right steps as far as, you know, just addressing the elephant in the rooms. But ultimately, our focus all week has been about coming up here to get a win. You know, what is that conversation like? are you leading that conversation is it the coaches what you know what's it been like the coaches gave me that space which I appreciate.
2: Hamlin's Cincinnati visit was about more than just football. He had dinner with 10 of the healthcare heroes who helped save his life and he brought a surprise the announcement of his Cincinnati Heroes scholarship.
10: Each year for the next three years we will select 10 kids and give them a thousand dollars in the name of each of you.
2: Hamlin's Chasing M's Foundation focusing on underserved students. To be able
4: to use my name to assist children, you know, the youth is is one of the most gracious things you can do. Respiratory therapist John Bush and Dr. Woods Curry
2: were on the field when Hamlin collapsed and they were working last night's game too. It's it's like a homecoming. It's like uh, it's bringing things full circle. I mean, DeMar became a part of our family here in Cincinnati last year, and uh, he he remains so.
10: They have a place in my heart forever. This is my third family. I got Pittsburgh, I got Buffalo, and I got Cincinnati. So, you know, it's, it's love. For most
2: of the season, including last night, Hamlin has been inactive, but he doesn't need to play to make a difference. When people see you at the Bengals stadium, what do you want their
10: takeaway to be from that image? I think it's just a direct... Reflection of being able to get knocked down, getting back up. I think that's the story of life. You know what I mean? We all go through tough times. We all go through adversity and being able to get knocked down and have a problem in front of the entire world and then come into that same stadium and, and stand in whatever role that I have and support my team. Uh, I think that shows a lot of strength, a lot of courage, a lot of, a lot of pride. A lot of confidence.
2: After the game, an emotional Hamlin back out on the gridiron, away from the game. DeMar Hamlin has been advocating for CPR training and AED access, two of the things that helped save his life. Those healthcare heroes tell me his advocacy is helping save more lives. Guys, an unbelievable story mm-hmm. and another chapter just finished.
1: Wow, Jesse, yeah. thank you Thanks, so much, Jesse.
3: Jesse. Guys, coming up, an amazing night uh, of music. I'll tell you what, Brooklyn, Barclays Center was on fire. We've got the star-studded highlights from that Rock and Roll oh. Hall of Fame induction ceremony.
4: Did you hear that? That's what an estimated 500 horsepower sounds like. Next, do give it to you. How about that? That's a premium banging Olufsen sound system with 18 speakers and a Biosonic sound experience.
9: Acura wins.
4: And that, <laughs> that's our legacy. You ready to be a part of it? Let's go give it to you. Unlock the energy of the all-electric CDX Type S. Give up. Order now at Acura.com.